Next on BYU Sports Nation, what a weekend for BYU basketball and one freshman in particular. But does it change your postseason expectations? Anson Winder and Tim Lacombe are in studio to break down BYU in the Bay Area and two at San Diego this week. Plus, a BYU Cougar qualifies for the Olympic Summer Games and Jimmer Fredette sets an all-star record? Big deal, no deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. President's Day, Monday, February 15th. Yeah. Give it up for George and Abe and G-Dub and all yeah, those guys. Yeah, love it. Yeah, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with a man who overdosed on conversation hearts over the weekend, Jerem Jordan. I actually only had one, um, which was disappointing. Traditionally, I really like those candies. Um, you ate one. Whitney, conversation I heart. really like those candies. Can I have more of those next year? I just had the one. What did it say? I don't remember. I have no idea. I just ate it. I'm like, oh, sweet. Hey, one loser. Of those <laughs> it did not say. Hey, loser. (laughs) (laughs) One conversation heart. Yeah. That's one more than I ate. That's one more than I ate. No. In elementary school, I I enjoyed that part of it, the candy. I would read into it in elementary school when Mm -hmm. I was a little kid, like depending on the girl that gave me the conversation heart. Like, what what did it say? When you're married, there's none of that. You're you're not like, hey, I'm sliding you this (laughs) heart to send you a message. (laughs) I'll just say it to your face. I didn't even do anything on social media for my wife because I said it to her face. Do people write, do kids write notes in elementary and junior high anymore? I don't know how it works. Hey, if you're five and you're on Twitter, use the hashtag BYUSN <laughs> and tell us what you do to flirt to be at five. school. What about 12 or 14 years old? Okay, like, 12 or 14. I wrote notes your in junior high. Yeah. I but know. do they do that anymore? Or is it like secret text message? Well, there's so much social media. You have yes. the digital notes. But do I you feel write, so old do you write like do you fold up a piece of paper and like there's a lot of rhetorical sneak questions it to being somebody thrown out in right class. Now. I don't, I'm honestly yeah. interested to know that. Do junior high and elementary kids like still fold up a piece of paper and write each other a this secret This is the note? burning question. That is today's Twitter question. <laughs> Where's the note? Where's the bird? Has that gone? Where, today's Twitter question. Hashtag BYU send. What do kids do oh in elementary school goodness. to flirt? No, that's not it. We'll get to it later. But if you feel like chiming in on that, I don't know. Parents, ask your kids. Do you write notes? Okay, stop what you're doing. There was a teaser video that we just watched and I showed you for episode eight of Star Wars. They've begun production. It was awesome. That's the end. It's very simple, but it was amazing. Episode eight. That's top of mind. In production. I have a lucky shooting shirt, apparently, Jerem. Good for you. We talked about it with (laughs) Terry Nashif on Friday. I said I would wear it. I wore it underneath my dress shirt and tie on Saturday. And took a picture of it, sent it to Terry. And I'm really when, jealous. When BYU won by 34 points, he sent me a tweet back that said, get it washed twice, or get it washed, we're going to need it twice next week. I wouldn't wash it, though. That's the thing with the lucky shirt. You don't wash it. Somebody on Twitter you said that, too. Going. If you were, yeah. were Jerem, you wouldn't wash it. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it have a mustard stain on it or something? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. you're going to need your lucky shirt. Yeah, BYU needs it, man. I'm on it, Terry. I'm on it, man. Hope you're enjoying the holiday, everyone. We are working for you and starting with today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball beats Santa Clara, and I mean beat Santa Clara. 96-62 on the road, led by 31 points from Nick Emery. Chase Fisher again had a quiet 22. 
BYU plays a road and home game against San Diego this week. Back-to-back with San Diego. Kind of interesting. Associate head coach Tim Lacombe and Anson Winder will talk about the dynamic of playing the Toreros back-to-back in about 50, starting in about 15 minutes from now. Jim Fredette won the uh, D-League All-Star Game MVP with a record 35 points. Nicely done. I don't even know if the West won. I don't even care. Who cares? Jimmer had 35 in that game. Nicely done. He was the MVP over All-Star Weekend in Toronto. And he's the MVP of every Cougar fan's heart as well. Truth. Nailed it. Women's basketball beat Santa Clara 70-63 to on Saturday. Mackenzie Pulsifer had a late karma kick-in. 25 points on five three-pointers. Kalani Purcell, all she did was score 17, 20 rebounds, six assists. You know, this is what she it's does. normal. The Cougars play for a West Coast Conference regular season title on Thursday night against San Diego. And if you missed this, this is awesome. This was actually the coolest thing that came out of the weekend, in my opinion. Former Cougar Jared Ward finished in third place at the U.S. Olympic Marathon, the, the trials, which qualifies Ward for the Olympics. So he's going to Rio. boy, Jared. Jared Ward is going to Rio, which boy, is Jared. awesome. He, he, I don't think he had run a marathon uh, before he graduated from BYU, maybe one or something. And now he's going to the Olympics. That is unbelievable. It's cool to see guys like Ryan Waite, who uh, handles information for BYU men's and women's track. He's the and director field. of yeah. operations, I believe. So he's, he said, I've got tears in my eyes as I'm yeah. watching Jared Ward and Miles Batty, the former BYU running greats. You know, all those guys chiming in on Twitter to congratulate Jared. Congrats. That's awesome. So uh, Jared Ward, Taylor Sander, maybe Russell Holmes, among others, who will be in the Olympics from uh, you know, BYU grads. Awesome. Ward, just one of a number of notable Incredible performances over the weekend. And that brings us now to Rise and Shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The fabulous freshman Nick Emery and BYU men's basketball sweep a road weekend in conference play for the first time this season. 34-point win over Santa Clara, 96-62. The Cougars still have not lost to the Broncos in West Coast Conference play, the only team they have an undefeated record against since joining the conference. Dave Rose, head basketball coach, said the following, There is no question this is the best back-to-back road trip game that we've played for the season. It's a good time to be playing well. End quote. Amen. Amen. That's my quote to that. BYU generally plays well in February in the West Coast Conference, underneath Dave Rose. But does this last weekend change your outlook? That brings us to today's Twitter question. How did this weekend affect your postseason projections for BYU hoops? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Ocho Zacco. This team is so good when they're on. If they're on, they'll win the West Coast Conference Tournament. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Twiggy or Stoneways in as well. If they can keep playing at this pace, then I think they can get in. I'm still weary of a cold shooting game. BYU had cold shooting performances against, namely, Gonzaga on the road. And won. And won. They have to be elite at something in that game to win against the better competition, right? They were an elite defensive team in that game against St. Mary's. Elite defense. 59 points allowed at home. will probably not shoot as well as they did in back-to-back games this season again. And that's looking at what they did this past week. Yes. Now think about it too. In Vegas, you don't have to play crazy to win all those games. You just do on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, I mean like to a degree, right? Saturday, that's a quarterfinal. You just have to, you have to play well. Last year, BYU survived against Santa Clara, like escaped an upset. Brown, which was crazy. And then Portland was in that game. So BYU was able to win that, win that going away. And then you got to Tuesday night and you hope uh, gas is in the tank. That's been BYU's issue uh, when they have gotten to Tuesday night is 
Double overtime with San Francisco. All the gas was used up. Kyle Collins with tears his ACL. Uh, you know, after Portland going up against a really good Gonzaga team again. The was, best Gonzaga team ever, in yes, my opinion. that was just too tough. So, BYU played two great games. One on a Thursday, did not have a disappointment on a Saturday. Let's acknowledge that. And uh, Nick Emery goes off. He was fantastic. More on that in a moment. But to me, the answer to this Twitter question is, we saw the best that BYU can do. In these two games, this is the way that BYU can be, right? We're not projecting that BYU could play that kind of game. They did it. We watched it. They were awesome. And it's, I know it's Santa Clara and San Francisco, but BYU was fresh off of a loss to Pacific. They needed to respond, and they did. So this gives me hope that in Vegas, BYU could put it together for three straight games and win that thing. Here's my take on today's Twitter question. How did this weekend affect your postseason projections for BYU hoops? In the last two weeks, we have seeing just how great the disparity can be for BYU basketball's highs and lows this season. Coming off of a loss to Pacific, which was just, huh? What? BYU rebounds with two of the best performances they've had all year back-to-back. So in terms of postseason projections, I have no reason right now to believe that BYU won't be the auto-bid winner now in Vegas. Interesting. No reason. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think that BYU has his best shot in years. More than when Jimmer Fredette was a senior. Because there's not Kawhi Leonard waiting at the end of the line, which, by the way, he was in the All-Star game, shooting mid-range jumpers in the All-Star game because Spurs. That's Kawhi Leonard in the All-Star game. Mid-range jumpers. Come on, man. I know. <laughs> Here's why I say that BYU will be the auto-bid winner. Because their backs are against the wall. I feel like... Every single person in that team room is thinking, we've got to win every game to get in the NCAA tournament, and we're going to make the NCAA tournament. We'll ask that to Tim Lacombe. Do they feel like they have to win every game to get in the tournament? Do they have that perspective? Or are they just thinking about San Diego Thursday, San Diego Saturday, and then after that you think about Portland and Gonzaga, then you go to Vegas. We open up and look at everything, right? I'm not sure that the, the coaching staff and the players do it that much, but we'll ask Tim Lacombe. We'll ask Anson Weider coming up. Here's the thing about that mental dynamic. If BYU is thinking we have to win every game, the next game is the most important game. Every yeah. game is the most important game. And unfortunately, it has been whittled down to that, right? right. You would like it to not be that way. Joe Lenardi's bracketology this morning, no sign of BYU. Obviously, BYU's got some work to do still. I don't think BYU shows up in any bracketology unless they win the next four, including Gonzaga. Then they're going to show up in places. Yet he has, Joe Lenardi, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's in the field, right? Gonzaga, nine seed, St. Mary's 12, but a play-in and penultimate team in. So St. Mary's almost out. This is looking more and more, and we're not going to break this down right now, more later this week, like a one-bid league. We thought it would, could be up to three. St. Mary's is fading. They're, they're dropping. Their RPI is actually lower than BYU's. Which brings us to today's RPI oh, update. Oh, yes! It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. You do the honors, Jerem. 69, BYU up uh, one spot, I believe, higher than St. Mary's. St. Mary's is 70 now. BYU has passed St. Mary's. St. Mary's uh, terrible schedule has burned them down the stretch, and now that they've lost a couple of games, namely to, like, Pepperdine. They got swept by Pepperdine. Swept by Pepperdine. Now they're behind BYU. If if there's one team that's going to get in, it's Gonzaga. If there's another team that's going to get in, it's BYU over St. Mary's. BYU and Nick Emery taking care of business on the road. And let's not skip over what he accomplished oh last goodness. week. How good was Nick Emery? He goes for 31 points and a win over Santa Clara. That was less than 48 hours after setting a BYU freshman scoring record with 37 
on 10 of 12 shooting from the three-point line against San Francisco. Nick Emery shot 65% from the three-point line in those two games. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nick Emery is the first freshman in BYU basketball history to have over 30 points in back-to-back games. But German Spencer did he did that a three-point line. Everybody knows that, okay? Enough with that. We all get it. Danny Ainge would have scored 4,000 points had yes, he played with the three-point line. He was amazing. We okay, know yeah, that. Yeah, We're yeah, not yeah. overlooking that. What a, what a weekend, though, from Nick Emery. Okay, I think that we thought that he was capable of this, but it was fun to see it happen. Now I have people at church going, is Nick Emery going to pass Tyler Haas for the all-time leading score in BYU history? Whew, that's early. There are, lo- are going to be a lot of weapons. And, yeah, it's way early. But if Nick Emery can play confident, and he doesn't have to score 30 a game, but if he can be confident and make shots and get to the rim, trust me, the defense from San Francisco and Santa Clara is not Gonzaga-St. Mary's. I don't expect 30 against Gonzaga from Nick Emery, but he's capable of it, but he could do it. Not everyone's capable of 30 a game. Like, there are certain people that there's no way. Corbin Kafusi will never score 30 points in a game for BYU. That's just how it is. That's not a problem, but a guy like Nick Emery is capable of lighting it up, and it was fun to see what he could do. Could do, and he did it. The key for Nick Emery will be consistency. And Tyler Hawes was Mr. Consistency for BYU. Whatever the game, he was going to get his 20, if not more. Can Nick Emery make himself as consistent a score as Tyler Hawes? That's a lot to ask, but I think Nick's up for the challenge. Meanwhile, Chase Fisher has a bum shoulder and he scores 22 in each game. That is the most underrated thing about what happened over the weekend is that in both games, Chase Fisher, shoulder stinger Tuesday, scores 22 in each game. You need one of them to be good. Both of them were good. You need two of the three to show up as scorers. And I thought Kyle Collinsworth was good. He was on triple-double watch in both those games, I believe. Yeah, (laughs) BYU's backcourt, you can see, BYU's backcourt is going to carry them to the promised land or not. I mean, Kyle Davis provides nice low-post scoring. Corbin Kafusi had a nice weekend. There was some bench scoring. Zach Selyus scored a little bit. Hopefully he's getting progressively more healthy, and we'll talk to Tim Lacombe about that on the health of the team. But really, this team will ride and die by that, by that trio in the backcourt, and you can see what they're capable of. When they're on, it's in the 90s. It can get crazy. BYU still a 50-50 shot to make the NCAA tournament as an at-large, according to TeamRankings.com, if the Cougars can get to 25 wins. That would mean winning the rest of the regular season and at least getting to Tuesday night and the championship game of the West Coast Conference. Mark it down on your calendars. Saturday, February 27th, the only West Coast Conference team after that day that will have a chance for an at-large bid will be the winner of BYU-Gonzaga. I'm ooh, telling you, ooh, mark it we down. We need to discuss that another day. That's juicy. I think we might do that. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS and join BYU Sports Nation. How did this weekend affect your postseason projections for BYU hoops? Let's get some tweets. It's winter time. I raise my flag. I have more hope, but the jury is still out. Can they sustain it? Yeah, that's a real question. Two great games. Can BYU play well this week, beat San Diego twice? Can they sustain what they did offensively? I, I don't know. They don't need to sustain uh, can, it. No, but can they just do enough? Yes. Get it, score in the 80s. Can they do enough? Anson Winder will answer all of these questions next. BYU TV analysts coming up next. Ain't no sweater today. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures 
on President's Day are on BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up Thursday night, the women's basketball team has one game to win for the West Coast Conference Championship. It's against San Diego, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's the only loss in conference for the Cougars as well. They won, what, 13 in a row? No? Is it 14 or 14. Three? I lose track because they won so many in a row. Thursday night, BYU will be a ranked team in that game. The, the AP rankings come out today. I believe coaches pull tomorrow. BYU will be a ranked team in at least one of the polls. Playing San Diego for the conference title against the only team that beat them. That's as compelling as it gets in a regular season game. San Diego, on the women's side, lost on Saturday, which means BYU already has at least oh, a share. At least a share. So they've already clinched the one seed. They can win right? it outright. Oh, they need to beat San Diego to get the tiebreaker. Yes. If they win any of the next three games, they will win it outright. But it'd be oh, nice to take be, care of business. That's right. They're split with San Diego. Okay. So they need to get, be a game up on yes. San Diego. Okay. Huge game Thursday night. That's the point. Nine Eastern time. I didn't know they lost Saturday. That's big. Yeah. Check it out. Thursday night. Our Twitter question today. How did this weekend affect your postseason projections for BYU men's basketball? At Crazy Coop Fanatic says... I bought my ticket to the tournament. She's from Vegas, so she, she'll be there. I expect to be there on Tuesday night cheering for the Cougars. Tuesday night's where it's at. It goes Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. And here's the thing. Who will BYU play? If they get to Tuesday night, who will they be playing? It could be, it could be Pepperdine. The conference is wide open this year. Yeah, it's fun that way. It's a little scary because, as you mentioned, uh, you might not, it might not be a multi-bid league for the first time since BYU's been in the league. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, to break down BYU basketball, former BYU basketball standout and current BYU TV Hoops analyst, Anson Winder. Anson, good to have you back at Studio B, man. Guys, thanks for having me. It's let's, good to be here. Let's start with a Twitter question. How break did this weekend affect your postseason projections for BYU men's basketball? Um, I've been on the train that they'll get to the tournament. I, I put the hat on last week. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting it on again. And I'm riding the train. It. I don't think this changed nothing in my opinion. I, I think they're golden. It was a great weekend, by the way, though. I will say that. Awesome weekend for the Cougs. I love that hat, dude. So do you Thanks. think that they're going to win the auto bid? Um, I, Is that I don't how know. they get in? Or do you, are you just like, they're going to get I, in somehow? Somewhere? I honestly, I, I feel like some way, somehow they'll get in. I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they'll go down and win the tournament in Vegas because it's so, like you said, the league is so wide open. There's not that juggernaut team anymore. Gonzaga's not that powerhouse that wins it every year. They could easily be playing. It could be BYU Pepperdine in the championship, just like you said, and that would be awesome. If the tournament started today, BYU would play Portlandia. They'd put a bird on it, right? And then they'd play, if BYU won that, the winner of St. Mary's Santa Clara, and then you're on Tuesday night. So that it's interesting. It's wide open. And now BYU has a situation where this week – they play San Diego twice. We'll break that down in a moment. But what did BYU do to be so efficient, especially on offense, this weekend? Um, they rebounded, and they played at their tempo. Anson's I, keeping the hat on. I, I'll he, keep it on he, for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we out-rebounded San Francisco and Santa Clara both games. Uh, I think the when you take as many shots and, and get up and down like both of these teams do, like or three, three of these teams do, it's a matter of who's going to rebound the most, who's going to win the rebounding uh, competition. And, Bill, you did that both games, and I think that's why they won. Anson Winder with us in Studio B. The Cougars coming off two of their pinnacle performances this weekend in terms of offense. How can BYU keep that up, and is it too much to ask them to keep up what they did on the road? Um. No, I don't think it's asking a lot because we've seen them do this so many times that 
uh, it, it can be done on a, on a nightly basis. It, it can happen. So I, I expect that. I, I hope that they bottle this up and, and ride this wave throughout the rest of the year. That's all it is, is playing your best basketball in February and March, and you have success throughout the, towards the end of the year. Nick Emery just goes off. 30-plus, first time a freshman's ever done that. Scores the most points of you know any freshman in BYU history, 37-31. What did you see from him that made him so effective? Well, I was at the game on Thursday, at the San Francisco game. Oh, were you? Yes. Nice. And it, it was like the, he had the look in his eye that he just – it was like he was back in high school where he would score 40 consistently and shoot from half court at times it seemed like. And, <laughs> and that was awesome. See, I don't think we'd seen that all year long. Uh, we had been waiting for, for Nick to kind of come out and have that coming out party, and he did it this weekend, and it was so impressive. I, I was amazed by the, the way he was playing. And and <clears throat> everyone goes through their slumps, and they don't play their best basketball throughout the course of the entire year, but it's about playing well uh, when it matters most and when you have to win. If you play your best basketball, then you'll, you'll, be, you'll do well. I can't remember if it was Mark Durant or Kevin Nixon that said it, but I thought it was pretty humorous when he was watching. Very similar people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or Russell Larson. The same. He yeah. said, hey, save some of these shots for the loss against Pacific last Saturday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's dripping with snark. Yeah, do, wow. you bottle, do you bottle these shots up? And, no, no. Or do you spread it out? It's a tree. It grows back. <laughs> like, it, 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 like, it takes time, maybe. But, no, it's gasoline. You go get some more. Like, you just pay for it and go get some more. Ten threes, uh, and then he follows that up with, I think, what was it, five? So it was a different kind of 30, which I thought that versatility was nice. And then let's talk about your old roommate, Chase Fisher. We don't even know if he's going to play Thursday, and then he comes out and scores 22 and 22 in those games. What did you think of that? Efficient. Um, He did it without taking a ton of shots, and he shot a ton of free throws. I think that's credit to him for getting to the rim more and just being more, you know, effective getting to the paint and, and drawing fouls. I think he, he knew he wasn't going to shoot as well as he may have would have liked just because, of, you know, his shoulder and just the bodily injuries that you go through the course of the year. So he made a point to, to get to the rim and, and, and get fouled and great job making your free throws. There are people tuning in right now that missed the first part with the tourney trainer. Like, what's the hat that Anson has on right now? Like, you brought it in. I'll put it back on before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who attacks the rim with the hurt shoulder? Like, like who does? Somebody's who does just that? fearless. Chase. Yeah, I don't have that in the tank. I I would be too afraid to hurt it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm sitting at this desk. Every well, especially morning against physical teams like San Francisco and Santa Clara, where they're going to pound you for 40 minutes, and and to know that going into the game and still consistently get to the free throw line, that's it's impressive. How advantageous, or maybe disadvantageous, is it for a team to feel like we've got to win every game now? to get where ultimately we want to be, and that's the NCAA tournament. Well, just seeing how they've played this week and the past couple of weeks, it shows that I mean, that's lit a fire under the team. I think BYU knows that we have to win out to get to where they want to be in March. So, Is that more I, of an advantage or is it stressful? I think, I think it's more of an advantage. I don't think you get stressed over situations like that just because you do this every day. You play basketball every day. It's, it's your life. You, you know how to win games. You've won big games before. It's nothing new. So I think it's more advantageous. Was it stressful for you? You, you were on teams that had to make runs down the stretch and, I, and nearly had this where it's like if you, if you already lose another regular season game, at-large is totally gone, right? Um, a lot of people think it's gone right now. Did you feel uh, – liberated in some ways you've described right now or was it stressful uh i think the stress and the pressure 
uh, probably made me play better. I think mm. some of my best games were towards the ends of the conference, I feel like. And, and I don't know what it is about having to play well, but it's something about BYU that when it's time to play well, they, they step up to the plate and they do it. San Diego up next, and just with how the scheduling worked out with BYU going to that tournament in Hawaii over Christmas, they now have to play the Toreros back-to-back games. At San Scattered Diego Thursday. Will be easy. Yeah, <laughs> at home against San Diego on Saturday. How, I mean, people are kind of making a big deal about that. How weird is that? It's different, but they've had a different conference schedule. This is the most awkward I think it's been since the, since BYU's been in the WCC. Uh, having to play LMU Pepperdine back-to-back the way they did and then doing San, San Diego back-to-back. Uh, it's interesting, but like you said, I, it makes for easy scouting report. Um, you, you're doing the same thing two nights in a row. So I don't. I expect two wins. I hope for two wins. I'll keep my fingers crossed. But uh, San Diego's giving us giving BYU problems on the road. Um, so it'll it won't be an easy win. I to I hope that they go in and win by thirty and and it's not a game. But San Diego scouts well and they play well and they play really well at home. Last year, uh, San Diego won this game uh, at the Slim Gym, the Jenny Craig Pavilion, best nickname in the league. Uh, by three. How does BYU avoid a similar result? Uh, BYU definitely uh, needs to get out and run. You have to do your work in transition like BYU's done most of the year. And it's going to be a a rebounding and defensive matchup. Uh, BYU's done a great job over the past couple of weeks, besides specific, of getting stops when they need to get stops. And if you can bottle that up and and continue to do that the rest of the year, who knows? Because you know they're going to score the ball. They score in, they've been scoring in the 80s and 90s the last couple of weeks. So that scoring won't be an issue. It's defense and rebounding. Anson Winder looks good in the tourney train hat and without. We'll let him decide whether or not he wants to put it back on again. Tourney train. And it's going back on. <laughs> Conductor Winder. All the ball. I feel like my dad. Uh, <laughs> I think this is something conductor? he would have worn <laughs> in style in yeah. 80s and 90s, which isn't a problem. It just, you know, it just got to bring it back. How come Anson gets the powerful train whistle whenever he puts it on? I get the choo-choo. <laughs> you get the Rob what Morris freight train man? whistle, dude. Come on. I get it. Ants, great to have you with this good stuff, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate yours it. Is, yours is like the, the cooking tea or something or whatever. <laughs> When it's, uh, it just whistles. I'm going across country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up next, BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe joins us. What does he think about the Cougars' postseason projection? Welcome back on a President's Day. Sports friends, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, Thursday night, women's hoops, Friday night, gymnastics against Utah State, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Catch it, uh, the Cougars against the Aggies from, is that the Smithfield House? Smithfield House. There you go. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball won by 34 against Santa Clara. Still undefeated against the Broncos in conference play, 96-62. Nick Emery had 31 points. Chase Fisher had 22 it is a road and home matchup with San Diego this week. Associate head coach Tim Lacombe joining us in about 60 seconds. Jimmer Fredette won the D-League All-Star Game MVP with a record 35 points. Had six rebounds and eight assists as well in the game. Women's basketball, 14 wins in a row after beating Santa Clara's 70-63. to Mackenzie Pulsifer had a late manifestation of the BYU Sports Nation karma. 25 points, More on that five threes. Up. Kalani Purcell had 17 <laughs> points, 20 rebounds, and six assists. 
The Cougars can wrap up the WCC regular season title with a win over San Diego on Thursday night. The outright title at stake Thursday night. Straight up. Hey, and former Cougar Jared Ward finished in third place at the U.S. Olympic trials in the marathon, which qualifies him for the Olympics. So congratulations to Jared Ward. Attaboy, Jared. Joining us now, our second guest of the day in studio is BYU basketball coaching extraordinaire Tim Lacombe. Looking fly, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's hard to follow Anson. And he's become quite the broadcaster. Yeah, he's, he's doing good stuff. Doing right? good stuff. He yeah. was there for our uh, – he did our, our radio for San Francisco. And I told him, man, you can come anytime. You play like that. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's talk about superstitions. I joked with Terry Nashif on Friday that, look, I was wearing my shooting shirt on Thursday, go nuts against San Francisco. Then I purposely wore it again on Saturday underneath my shirt and tie, and, and you put up that. And he said – Get it washed. We need it twice this week. Do you have superstitions like that? Oh, yeah. I think everybody does. Um, I, I try not to, and I've tried to avoid them, but I think it's impossible. You know, you, you do this, and it, the repetition of, of your, what you do every week, you know, is so familiar that, like, for me, there's several things that I, that I have to do, and uh, some, some of them are just straight weird, but, you know. <laughs> you have an idea of what one of those is. Um, you know, one of the things I do is I keep my hotel key, um, in my pocket. This actually started at Gonzaga when we beat them. And I, Last year? Uh, this year this at year. home. I mean, I'm sorry, at their place. I had it in my pocket, and I realized I had it, and so I threw it away in the building there in the kennel. Um, and so now every road game, I take purposely take my hotel key, <laughs> and I have to throw it away somewhere in the building. You know, so <laughs> Just something weird like that. I love it. Terry wears ankle socks with dress shoes. So, yeah. I mean, everyone's got yeah, we that were, guy. Yeah, he, he had those things ready to rip this week and you know i don't even know if he washed them for the uh for the saturday game which is a little scary but nobody will question nobody will have a question because it worked really well uh should spencer wash his shooting shirt then no um i think that's personal choice you know i think that's part of the superstition whatever you think for me it was just wearing it yeah it doesn't matter about wash that's right just wear it smells important it really is that's right i like you had it on under your you did the broadcast right it was awesome i loved it (laughs) That's awesome. Right. You're a team guy. You yeah. find a way, man. You're a team guy. <laughs> and so were, so were those two games. Those were awesome. What what made you guys so efficient in those two games last week? Man, I don't know if you could bottle it up and uh, and you know have that recipe every night. I think really the the focus of our guys was great this week. Starting in practice Monday, uh, we we obviously were so disappointed uh, with the outcome of the game against Pacific on Saturday. Um, I think one of the hardest things in coaching. There's two things really managing success and you know not getting too high on yourselves and then ma- managing disappointment um, and we were certainly going through a disappointing time but as coach rose always does he, he he's amazing at getting our guys ready to play uh, and so our practices monday tuesday wednesday were terrific our game plans were great uh, and then to our guys credit they came out and we really challenged them to to get right from the start to get going and and to fly around and to move the ball and to play at a great pace, and to be really intense on defense. And they did that, and um, the result was really good. When that ball's moving around and our guys are feeling it, you know, it's, uh, it's a pretty fun brand of basketball to play and watch. BYU has never lost on that specific road swing in WCC play, up on the hilltop against San Francisco and then at the Levy Center against Santa Clara, 10-0 over the last five years. Is it the gyms? I mean, what is it about that trip? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because those teams, they've had good teams, too. Um, you know, the, some of those San Francisco teams that we went in there and beat with, you know, Dickerson and Tollefson and, um, you know, Adam shooting threes. And every, every, 
every team, every time we go in there, it seems like they're a little bit more amped up to play us as well. But our guys have have responded in the last two years. Our road trip last year was very similar to this year. We, we it was around New Year's and we went in and just uh, right from the start took control of those games. Um, just really, it was I think our guys feel really comfortable there for for whatever reason. Um, but I think it all kind of starts and ends with the way that coach approaches things. He, he's he's absolutely so good with our guys and in the locker room, um, you know, on the buses, he keeps them focused and ready to go and uh, and our guys were certainly that all the, all the guys seemed to be clicking but Nick Emery uh, had his best performances I think as a Cougar what did you see differently from Nick you know Nick um, I think that uh, Terry spent some time with Nick this last week um, if you watch you know the, the Pacific game and the St. Mary's game the game you know for freshmen it's different it's such a different thing and and then when you have a freshman who's then gone on a mission for two years and then is thrown right into the fray of, of Division One basketball, it gets really tough. And I think that Nick's – the thing that, that Terry kind of noticed, he kind of handles all our offense, but Terry noticed that the game was moving really, really fast for Nick. And so I think what he – Terry met with Nick and asked him and kind of challenged him just to slow everything down a little bit. Um, still play hard, still play, you know, as hard as you can, but – just take like even just a, a breath, just slow things down, just a touch, and I think that's the thing that I noticed more than anything. His his pace was still really good, but he wasn't in a hurry. Um, and I think that 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 little advice that Terry gave him and and then Nick took to heart was really great. How many freshmen can come off of a four for twenty five from three point distance shooting slump and do that? That for me is like whoa! It's super impressive that he was able to do that. In a slump. Right. Yeah, Nick was – I think Nick, of all the guys after the Pacific game, Nick probably took that game the hardest because he, um, you know, he didn't make a three. He had some, some looks that really would have helped us during the game. And on Monday, he was pretty disappointed and pretty down. Um, I, I think the resolve of this team and I think the character, the thing we talk about all the time was we try to recruit kids with great character. Um, and – I'm so impressed year to year with the, with that alone, and um, you know I know that everybody believes that we should win every game we play, and and that's what our goal is. But just like in life, there's going to be disappointment, there's going to be adversity, and it's how do you handle it? And I think that Nick really kind of stood up the plate and came and kind of asked for some advice. You know, um, he met with the coaches, he, he met with Terry, um, he felt really disappointed, and then. His resolve was to, all right, I'm going to take this advice and get better. Um, I think everybody sees what we saw when we recruited Nick, and he's had a fantastic year, you know, with or without this weekend. But this this weekend, you know, we leaned, I leaned over to Quincy a couple times. You know, I had the opportunity to recruit Nick along with the rest of our coaches, and Quincy was his head coach. So we spent a lot of time in the Lone Peak gym and talking to Quincy on the phone. Um, but that's probably as close to – the lone peak Nick Emery, you know, that he was that night in and night out. And that's what's exciting is he, you know, it took some time, but he he's made some adjustments and, um, you know, we've all believed in him. He certainly, you know, our guys, we don't tell him not to, not to shoot and not to play hard. And, um, but Nick has, he's adopted it and it was fun to see, see the result, you know, of, of a lot of hard work and then just, being determined to try to fix the problem. Yeah, sky's the limit for him. A lot of people excited about his career. Then you have last week, Chase Fisher has this shoulder stinger on Tuesday. We don't know what's going to happen Thursday. Then he scores 22 in each game. How did he do that with a bum shoulder? 
Uh, you know, Chase, Chase will probably go down as one of my favorite guys because um, I think he epitomizes being in the moment. Um, you know, he's always talking to our guys about being positive through everything and, and having a positive vibe. And when he, when he, it was actually a closeout drill in practice and Kyle was closing out to him and it was the last closeout of the little segment. Um, and he dribbled it and he and, and Kyle hit each other. And Kyle would say that it's because he spends more time in the weight room than Chase. And Chase <laughs> you know, Chase would, would. Chase would have something to say about that. Um, I think it's actually because Kyle drinks more kale. You know, kale's a really important part of it. Um, but he instantly, you know, his shoulder, it was instant. It popped out or whatever. And um, he left, and, and everybody in practice was like, oh, no, you know, what, what's going to happen? Um, but the very next day he came in, he obviously got a ton of treatment, um, and he came up to me and he's like, hey, don't worry, I'm not missing any games. Mm. And so he went out and, and, uh, and played so great on – against San Francisco, and then, you know, probably one of the more efficient, what do you have, 22 points on nine shots, I believe, against Santa Clara. Making a ton of free throws. Making a ton of free throws, making great decisions. He had six assists. Uh, he went and got – Five real, rebounds. Five rebounds. He went and got tough rebounds. He had big-time defensive efforts. Um, he's just – Chase is made right. Again, it's character kid who's a team guy, wants to, our, our team to be as successful as possible, knows we're in, in a tough situation – and as a team leader, did what he had to do to make make us successful. What is the dynamic of playing San Diego in back to back games in this conference league? Like, how are you approaching that? It's it's a little weird. Um, I don't think any of us, you know, we've talked about as coaches. I don't think any of us have been through it. Um, so I think what we what we do is we prepare as normal for this first one. Um, we've got the same three days to prepare. We go down there and travel just like we always do. I like that um, we have them on the front end at their place because I think that that gives us a little bit of an edge um, and go down there and play with a game plan. And then I think it's the interesting thing, the dynamic is you have the film. Uh, it's almost like a, you know an NBA series where you take things that worked and things that didn't and you tweak them and adjust them and you come back and play them again the next day. So it, it's different. It's unique, but I think it's a neat opportunity and something that we can all learn from, and I'm excited about the week. How's Zach Selyus' uh, shoulder doing? Zach's shoulder's better. Um, he's, he's feeling better. He was, those two games were really physical for Zach because you know we're starting to play a little smaller, so he's actually guarding the four a little bit more. Um, and so there's a lot more for him. There's a lot more physical contact. Um, just guarding in the post and blocking guys out. And uh, after San Francisco, I mean, they're a physical team. He, he looked tired, um, but he did a great job, you know, just uh, flowing through it. And, um, you know, Zach's, Zach's a great kid. Again, a kid who is used to winning, won state championships in high school, comes from a great family, was, was raised right, got, got great character. Um, so he'll be fine. His shoulder's good. I think he's feeling better. And, uh, you know, he's still shooting, what, fifty over 50% from the three. It's pretty so, good. Yeah. I mean, I can't even do that, you know, with – by myself in the gym alone. So. At hot shots. <laughs> yeah, at hot Kate. shots. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't do it at the nickel cage, exactly. So uh, what he's doing as a freshman is terrific. We'll wrap with this, Coach. I know you preach, and you and the coaching staff preach, hey, next game is the most important game. Given where BYU is right now and chasing down the NCAA tournament and the at-large, is it advantageous to be in a situation where it's like, hey, we, we probably need to win every game to get in as an at-large? Well, that's that's the unique thing is, you know, from the very beginning of the season, our goals are, are we talk about them all the time, it's to win the league championship, 
uh, and to get to the NCAA tournament. So none of this stuff is a surprise. I think that we certainly are handed different cards throughout each season. Um, but our belief in every game we go into is we need to win this game. So while everybody from the outside is kind of looking at the big picture, we simply cut it up into the next game. Um, we don't look beyond that. And I think if we maintain that focus, uh, like we did this last weekend, you know, our, our guys were so focused, so ready, so prepared, and then came out from the very beginning and just, you know, we were ready to go. Um, and that's what we have to continue to do. We have to continue to focus on the task at hand, win that game. Um, you know, I think you can see through the parity of the league, you know, I think St. Mary's lost this week at home to, to Pepperdine. Um, there's a lot of things that happen. So we just have to put ourselves in the best position we can, uh, getting down to the WCC tournament, uh, and then whatever matchup we have there, you know, take that one game at a time as well. We all know the destination we want. We mm-hmm. want the we want the tourney. I'm not going to put it on <laughs> superstition. Man, I'd look pretty silly. But but we want we want to get to the tourney. You know, that's that's our our program goal every year. Uh, coaches obviously done an unbelievable job, almost to the point where. It's, you know, an expectation. We roll out of bed, win 25 games, and go to the tournament. And I think that what everybody needs to understand, that's, that's, it doesn't just happen at places. I think if you pull up ESPN and look at the standings across the country and the teams that have won 19, 20 games, um, you know, there, there aren't a ton of them. So uh, we just maintain the focus, win the next one, uh, put ourselves in the best position, and hopefully we end up where we want to be. I'll have my lucky shooting shirt ready to go on Thursday. You make sure you get the hotel card. You can yep. dispose of that at the Slim And we gym. give the karma right now. And we give yeah. the BYU Sports Nation karma now to Tim LaCombe. Yeah, I need that karma, man. I haven't, I haven't been in here for a while, so this is good. Yeah. Really good. It's a good weekend to have it, man. We'll be rooting for you. Tim LaCombe, thanks for the time. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we play Big Deal, No Deal. Jimmer Fredette, D-League All-Star Record. Stay with us. I felt like I got let in on... BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss a show live, watch the rebroadcast of BYUSN weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, men's basketball plays uh, San Diego again. So on the road Thursday and then Saturday, it's 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, at BYU, the uh, first of three games in a row at home. For BYU. So check it out Saturday night. We have broadcast Thursday, Friday, Saturday coming up this week. All with Spencer Linton involved. Uh, play by play, play by play, sideline reporter. Next, you're game, not busy. The most important one. Just keep winning. And it's time that we play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette sets an NBA D-League All-Star record with 35 points and wins the MVP. I love Jimmer. I've been to his house. I've been to the high school. I've been to the church. I've done all that. It's awesome. I love his family. But this is no deal because it's the D-League. Okay? I love that. Okay, Jimmer's making the best of this situation, which is fantastic. But I'm speaking from a big picture, national perspective. I'll go no deal. Every team and at least one member of their staff is in Toronto for the All-Star festivities. They are watching this game. Then call him up and sign him. It's going to happen. And I think this then is just give him a chance. the next check yeah. mark to make that happen. That's why I say it's a yeah. big deal. No, it, I, I know that he's doing the best he can in that situation, and I applaud them. He's doing the best that he can, and he's excelling. He's the all-star MVP of the D-League. 
It's a big deal. I Num- just hate that we have to talk about the D-League, like, for his sake, right? Number two. Big deal, no deal. A delayed BYU Sports Nation karma manifestation for Mackenzie Pulsifer. So Thursday, she was on the show. You were gone. I forgot to give it to her. Way to go. Little did we know. That's the big deal. It would kick in Saturday in the park. I think it was the 4th of July. Five threes, 25 points for Mackenzie Pulsifer. Delayed karma? This hasn't happened, really. I say this is a big deal because they needed... Did I say big deal? Big deal. They needed Mackenzie Pulsifer to score 25 on Saturday. Lexi Rydalch had her season-low output. She only had 12 points. Yeah. She didn't have a buzzer beater. There was no sports center. So Mackenzie Pulsifer was like, hey, I need to score 25. Big deal. (laughs) Mackenzie showed up with the BYU Sports Nation karma. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU men's basketball has never lost to San Francisco or Santa Clara on the road. I'm inclined to say no deal here, but I'll say big deal because BYU has lost to everyone else in the league but San Francisco or, uh, Santa Clara and has never lost on this road trip. I'll go big deal because that's a road trip that you know BYU can go out and win both. And the first time all year they hadn't uh, lost at least one on the road trip. I say, yeah, this is a big deal. Okay. When you dominate teams like that, that's a big deal. Like, if you go in there feeling like, yeah, th- this is our home away from home, the confidence that that brings is amazing. Yeah, and the mojo that BYU has going into San Diego on the road, yeah, they feel like they can go in there and crush it because BYU lost that game by three last year. Number four. Big deal, no deal. The Western Conference scores 196 <laughs> points in the NBA All-Star game. No deal. I watched the whole thing. I enjoy it. It's fun. Or is it? No defense, right? Uh, no deal. 196 points. <laughs> Hashtag no defense. Okay, I say this is no deal because they didn't get to 200. Had they gotten to 200, I'd be like, yeah, 200 points in a game. Yeah, I knew it. That's the Warriors every game anyways. Don't they average 196? Yeah, but, but no, no deal. No Can't you give me four anymore? more points? You can't give me four more points, All-Stars? Couldn't J- Jimmer could have had 35 in that game too, right? In yeah. the actual All-Star game? That no awesome. deal. I mean, 196. Now think about that. That's almost the exact number of days until BYU. Oh, come on. Wait a no, second. Get out of here. Down get out of here. Wildcats. Who really cares? 200. Who really cares? <laughs> 201. Tomorrow is 200. Will that change your dynamic? Because it's like a a marquee day. Should I get excited about it? Should I join you? Question mark? 200 days. Will you you do something? Ooh, that's the teaser for tomorrow. Stop stop commitment pattering. Patterning? Ning? Patterning? Stop commitment pattering. Will you? (laughs) Will you join me? What are you, Kylo Ren? Stop asking me to join you. We're not going to rule the galaxy together. An epic whip around next. Stop asking, Kylo. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLot.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Cougars took down Santa Clara 96-62 on the road, led by 31 points from Nick Emery and 22 from Chase Fisher. BYU plays a road and home game with San Diego this week. Jimmer! Jimmer for dead won the D-League All-Star Game MVP with a record 35 points. Women's basketball. The ladies beat the Broncos 70-63 Saturday. Mackenzie Pulsifer had a late karma kick in with 25 points. On five threes, Kalani Purcell had 17 points, 20 rebounds, and 6 assists. The Cougars play for the outright West Coast Conference title Thursday night against San Diego on BYU TV. Olympics. Former Cougar Jared Ward finished in third place at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials, which qualifies him for the 2016 Summer Olympics in Brazil. Volleyball. Third-ranked BYU beat Princeton and the New Jersey Institute of Technology. That's a real school. 
in three on Friday and Saturday. The Cougars play two at Cal Baptist this weekend. Don't sleep on the Highlanders. Track and field. Shea Martinez broke the BYU record for the indoor 400 meters with a time of 53.77 seconds. Freshman Connor Ross ran a 150.47 in the 800 for the 10th best time in school history. Golf. The women's team beat Colorado State by 15 strokes with Annie Yang finishing in first place for the Cougars with a 336-hole final tally. Softball. BYU won 4-0 against Creighton and then lost to 24th-ranked Notre Dame 4-2 in the final games of the Kajikawa Classic. Gymnastics. BYU took second in a tri-meet with a score of 194 flat. The Cougars host Utah State Friday on BYU to beat 90. Tennis. The men's team defeated number 59-ranked Boise State <laughs> 4 nothing. 59. Keaton Colomore with the BYU Sports Nation Karma. He was on the show Friday, and he beat Toby Mitchell. Lacrosse. From the Hair Academy, the men's team beat UNLV 14-9 in Vegas on Saturday. Rugby. The Cougars beat Dixie 53-12 on Saturday. They play a big match against the always powerful St. Mary's Gales this week. Longest whip in recorded history. Woo. It was a lot. I'm sweating. I need a drink. That was a lot. Future guests, Matt Brown of SB Nation, Jonah Trinneman, recent BYU football signee, Nick Emery, Mike Littlewood, Alema Pilimai, Pastor Derwin Gray. We are loaded up in the future days. Today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who's going to get it, Jerem? Nicholas Emery of for his 68-point performance, shooting over 65% from the field and from three and 100% from the free throw line. How did this weekend affect your postseason projections for BYU hoops? Our elite tweet of the day from at Tim O'Teo Mitchell says, if it weren't a big deal, Dan Patrick wouldn't be interviewing Jimmer tomorrow. Apparently he disagrees with you, Jerem. So that had nothing to do with our Twitter question. It was just about Jimmer. It's the D-League. He's doing great. He's doing great, and I applaud Jimmer, but it's the D-League. Let's not go nuts. <laughs> Thanks to Anson Winder, Tim Lacombe, and everyone on our, on our crew, except at Timoteo Mitchell. Oh! I'm just kidding. I love you. Download the podcast for Jerem. I'm Spencer. <laughs> Shout out to Bell.